All right, welcome back to From 8 Arbitration. And today we're going to finish up uh, Article 16 by getting into Article 31. All right, our last episode, I had uh, Article 17, and this is kind of the counterpart. Article 31, they go hand in hand, always hand in hand. Uh, new shop stewards, when you have an issue statement where management failed to provide you documentation, you will always say, did management violate Articles 17 and 31 of the National Agreement when they failed to provide the union with its requested information? All right? Make sure you have that as an issue statement. If you have a, a discipline case, your first issue is, did management violate Articles 16 and 19 via the M39 Handbook, Section 115? And then whatever the discipline is, when they issued City Letter Curry Corey Walton, a letter warning for failure to follow instructions, Second issue will be, did management violate Articles 17 and 31 of the National Agreement when they failed to provide the union with its requested information? Okay? An advocate is going to destroy management and arbitration when we have a 17 and 31 argument. Uh, that is, uh, that's, that's money to an advocate. When we get a case file and we see an Article 16, and then the very next issue is a 17 and 31, you're automatically chalking that up so make sure new shop stewards that you have that in your issue statement okay but today we're going to talk about article 31 and it should be very brief today shouldn't shouldn't be an hour we're going to get done with this one early so article 31 and we're going to start at article 31 3 okay article 31 3 and this is what it states the employer will make available let me stop right there. When you have a template and you have a 17 and 31 language in your template and management failed to provide you information, highlight that part. All right? Highlight that part. An advocate's going to do that to the arbitrator. But when it states the employer will make available, it does not state the employer might make available or the employer should make available, or we strongly recommend that they make available, it says the employer will, W-I-L-L. The employer will make available for inspection by the union all relevant information necessary for collective bargaining or the enforcement, administration, or interpretation of this agreement, including information necessary to determine whether to file or to continue the processing of a grievance under this agreement. Okay? So, that very first sentence, it covers the informal and formal step A. Right? Because who initiates the grievance? That's the shop steward. Where it says, whether to file, that's us. We're going to request information, and that's uh, a lot of that's uh, contractual, because on discipline, I know I'm going to file a grievance. But on a contractual grievance, it's, we're going to request information. Say you got an overtime case and you get clock rings and you realize once you get the clock rings, hey, we don't have a violation here. That's what that's talking about. Okay? So whether to file or to continue the processing of a grievance under this agreement. And that covers informal and formal. I know my formal step A rep, when he gets a case file, he may see some things in there that are missing. And he will put in a request that covers him as well at the formal step A. 
I put in a request information to my counterpart or I emailed one to the local station and I never got that information. Well, this right here, whether to file or to continue the processing of a grievance under this agreement, that covers your formal step A as well. I asked for information at the formal step A. I never received it. I continue to process the grievance on up the line to formal A. The B team, you're no longer processing a grievance. That work's already been done. So informal, formal, we file it at informal, and we continue to process that grievance on up until the B team, right? So that covers us there. Goes on. Upon the request of the union, the employer will furnish such information provided, however, that the employer may require the union to reimburse the USPS for any cost reasonably incurred in obtaining the information. I don't know if you have issues in your installation with this. Uh, we don't. Used to. Say you have a quarterly overtime grievance and management hands you 600 pages and they will start charging you in accordance with Article 31. What we did was we asked them to email us the clock rings or to put them on a flash drive that we provided. And that way we could get the flash drive and we could put that into our computer and we could print all those off ourselves at no charge, whatever the charge the paper is. But we got around that. So that would be something if you're a new shop steward or management's threatening you with, hey, this is going to be 600 pages. You know, it's going to cost you. Go out and buy you a flash drive and say, hey, if you don't mind, put it on that for me. Okay? So that we don't incur these costs. It goes on. Requests for information relating to purely local matters should be submitted by the local union representative to the installation head or designee. All other requests for information shall be directed by the national president of the union to the vice president of labor relations. I'm sure it's at your station like it is mine. I put my information requests into my supervisor. Okay? If management comes up and they start challenging that, and that happened in my installation not too long ago. They came up with this new program. Hey, in accordance with Article 31, you're going to start submitting your information request to this information god. And, and then he's going to send it out and he's going to do all these things. If that happens to you, if management changes the way that you turn in your information request, contact your branch president. Okay. Contact your branch president and say, hey, management is changing the way that I turn in my request for information. How are we going to handle this? And your branch president could either say, hey, look, do it. We'll file a grievance on it, saying it's past practice, what have you. Or they may call the business agent and say, hey, they're changing the way that we're uh, submitting information requests. What should we do? And they're going to handle that for you, okay? But rarely ever does that happen. So, if you hand in your information request to your supervisor, that's great. Hope I didn't confuse you with all that. But that's just that's covering that Article 31 language. So it goes on to state on page 31.2, information. Article 31.3 provides that the Postal Service will make available to the union all relevant information necessary for collective bargaining or the enforcement, administration, or interpretation of the agreement, including information necessary to determine whether to file 
or to continue the processing of a grievance. It also recognizes the union's legal right to employer information under the National Labor Relations Act. Examples of the types of information covered by this provision include, and then it has all those bullet points. So again, that's reinforcing Section 31.3, right? Remember those words relevant, okay? Remember those words relevant. And the arguments that I made in the last episode about relevant. We determine the relevance of the information that we request. That's our determination. It's not for management. They don't determine whether the information I request is relevant or not. Remember that. Remember I talked about Article 15, where it says, During the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents to facilitate resolution of the dispute. Those relevant documents are ones that I'm requesting, that I have determined to be relevant, not for management. Okay? Remember that. So if you get one of these relevancy letters, and I'm going to go over one of those in just a second. If you get one of these relevancy letters... We are the ones who determine the relevancy of our information request, not management. Going down on 31.2, states this, To obtain employer information, the union need only give a reasonable description of what it needs and make a reasonable claim that the information is needed to enforce or administer the contract. Here's a relevancy letter that I received, and I'm going to talk about this little section I just read. Here's a relevancy letter that I received. I was assigned as an outside steward for the informal and formal step A of a shop steward that's out of my installation. He's, he's in the same state, but he's, he's in a different city. Labor and management was coming after this shop steward. He's also the local branch president. And he got a 14-day for something, and so... My business agent called me and said, hey, I'm going to send you up here. I want you to handle the informal and formal step A for this gentleman, okay? He's a very dear friend of mine. I said, absolutely. So I turn in an information request, and in this station, management had been caught falsifying clock rings. It was an insane amount. Thousands of hours of clock rings were falsified. And, and this shop steward called him. And we go to hearing on uh, some noncompliance based off of that. And I, I was the advocate for that hearing. And the arbitrator ruled in our favor. And it was uh, almost $300,000 he ruled in our favor. So this shop steward gets himself in a little bit of a jam. Uh, it, it's nothing we can't get ourselves out of. But management goes after him. It, it's crazy how they went after this kid. Lying, they falsified statements, falsified reports, uh, all this stuff. And, and we catch them on every single thing that they did, we catch them. But one of the things I wanted was, I want to know what discipline was issued to the supervisors who were falsifying clock rings. Because I'm going to say that that matches just cause. Right? Equitable treatment, things like that. I'm going to say that I'm requesting this information because I want to see if management's discipline met just cause. So I want to know what you did with these supervisors, if you disciplined them. Because if you didn't discipline them, you're not going to discipline him. Because if you don't give a damn about them 
falsifying clock rings for months and months and months, costing us about 300000 You shouldn't be too concerned with my man over here, what he did. So anyway, this is what they send me. They say to Mr. Corey Walton, NALC, this letter is in response to your request for information dated 5-13-2021 for discipline or adverse actions against supervisors, and then they name the supervisors. Also, the information requested in relation former postmaster, and it gave her name because I wanted to go after her too. Because your request is for information outside your bargaining unit and is not presumptively relevant, we are seeking to know the relevancy of your request. Be advised that your request has not been denied. Rather, we are seeking to know the relevancy of the information sought. Okay? What is management trying to do right there? What are they trying to do? Have you ever played cards? Rook? Hearts? Spades? Go fish? You ever played cards? Do you know what management's trying to do right there? They want me to put my hand on the table. They want me to lay my cards out on the table so that they can see them. That's what that's meaning right there. We want to know the information requested and what you're going to do with it. That's what they're doing. They're wanting me to lay my cards out on the table. In the information request, I simply stated, I'm requesting this information to see if management's discipline met just cause. That's what I stated. So here's, here's what they state. Because your request for information outside your bargaining unit and is not presumptively relevant. Now, presumptively relevant to whom? Who makes that decision? If my information is presumptively relevant. Presumptively relevant to who? To you? I don't give a damn about you. <laughs> I'm wanting it for me. You know why? Because I'm filing the grievance. You're not filing the grievance. I am. I want to see if your discipline met just cause. And that's why I want this information. What does, uh, what does Article 31 state? Where it says, because the information sought is not presumptively relevant. And then it states up here, because your request for information outside your bargaining unit. Well, let's go back to 31. 31 page 31 too. To obtain employer information. The union only to give a reasonable description of what it needs and make a reasonable claim that the information is needed to enforce or administer the contract. The employer information. Is the employer outside of our bargaining unit? Yeah. You know what? Article 31 incorporates the employer right there. So I have the right to that information. And I gave you a reasonable explanation as to why I needed it. And so I'm going to need that. I'm not going to keep messaging you with relevance. I've already told you the relevance of it. I told you we had that decision. We just won on this very thing, just a different different state. And I'll put that up for you when I get it. The arbitrator ruled in our favor, said you're not going, you're not going to do that. They go on to state in this relevancy request. Because the information sought is not presumptively relevant, the Postal Service requests that you state with specificity 
how the information is relevant and necessary to the performance of the union's collective bargaining duties. This would be necessary to know because non-bargaining employees are not covered by the NELC contract. Really? Non-bargaining employees are not covered by the NELC contract? That's odd, because when I read 31.2, page 31.2, it says to obtain employer information. That's odd. I would think that that meant that they were covered under the NELC contract, wouldn't you? When it says the employer, I'm the employee. I work for the employer, right? So when you state this would be necessary to know because non-bargaining unit employees are not covered by the NLC contract, you obviously don't know what you're talking about. When it states the Postal Service requests that you state with specificity how the information is relevant. Here's the definition of reasonable. Not extreme or excessive. That's reasonable. That's, the, that's my request. It's not extreme. It's not excessive. I just want to know. If there's been any adverse action against these supervisors, I'm going to try to tie that in with just cause to see if management had just cause. That's not extreme. That's not excessive, right? I'm not wanting to know their bank records. You know, I I don't care about any of that. I just want to know if there's been any adverse action. Here's what specific means. Clearly defined or identified. When you say you want specificity, what you're saying is you want it clearly defined or identified. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. You're trying to change the game on me. You're trying to change the J-cam on me when you do that. I don't have to do that, and I'm not going to do that. I only have to give a reasonable explanation is what I want. I don't have to be specific about a damn thing. I don't have to give you specifics on anything. So when you get those relevancy letters... Please remember these two episodes, 17 and 31. I gave you a fantastic decision by arbitrator Mittenthal. C10363, C10363, and also that brief. I don't know if any of y'all looked at it or not. If you didn't, that's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I can't tell if anybody looked at it or not. But that brief covers these relevancy letters. Okay, so if you get a relevancy letter, Check, the, check out 17 and 31 these episodes. Check out that brief if you want to. Um, and y'all may have something a lot better. Y'all may have, may have dealt with this before. You already have decisions. I don't know. But if, if you're a new steward and you get a relevancy letter and you're thinking, dear God, what is this about? What do you mean you want the relevancy of it? Look, go to the 17 and 31 episodes and look up that and listen to those. Get your arguments on that, okay? You're going to beat those very easily. But just just listen to those episodes, and uh, that should help you when you get these relevancy letters. It goes on to state, and this is what management will always say here. It goes on to state on page 31-2. The union must have a reason for seeking the information. It cannot conduct a fishing expedition into Postal Service records. Okay? So make sure that you have a reason for it. If you're just trying to be a jerk, don't do that. Don't do that. Have a reason. Like when I requested this information on these supervisors, I had a reason. I'm going to see if your discipline met just cause. I'm going to use the just cause provisions against you. If you've not disciplined these supervisors for something that they've done, I don't feel that you can discipline 
my carrier for something he's done. Now, some arbitrators, they don't buy it. I know the one that we just got rid of our panel. She was horrid. She was a ghoul. Uh, she didn't buy it. But the contract states what it states. I have the right to employer information, right? I have that right. So make sure that we make that contention if that's what you're requesting. I told you this was a very short episode. That's going to be it, man. Look, 17 and 31, they go hand in hand. 17's our, our right to information. And here's uh, 31, it talks about information, okay? Make sure that you're making great contentions on that if you're not receiving information. I told you last episode that if, if you put in a request and it says any and all information management used to issue discipline, and they give you all that, and then if you go on later and you ask for additional information and they don't give it to you, you know, define, put down what you requested, why you needed it. Listen, if you put in a request for information, for all the information management used to issue Corey Walton this letter of warning, if you put that request in and they don't give you anything, you don't have to do all that. If you don't get anything, if you don't get any information whatsoever, all you need to do is put down a 17 and 31 violation in your issue statement and write a short statement. I requested any and all information management used to issue Corey Walton discipline. They provided me with nothing. And that's all you need. Okay? That's all you need. You don't have to say, I was hoping to get this. I was hoping to get that. Don't do that. If you put in a request and you say, I want to know any and all information that management used to issue Corey Walton this letter of warning, and you don't get the first thing, issue statement 17 and 31, and a brief statement. I requested the information. My request is in the case file. Management failed to provide me any documentation whatsoever. Bingo. That's all you need. Send it to the formal A. He's going to smash that. <laughs> and if it makes it to arbitration, arbitrator is going to smash that. Okay. So 17 and 31 are right to information and information. Okay. It's a, it's a devastating killer of discipline, an absolute devastator. Okay. So make sure that we're making good contentions on that. Again, make sure you're documenting those things. Put your information requests in the case file. If you have one, two, three, four, five, six, put all those in the case file. If you have two or three emails where you do it by email, Make sure you print those emails out. Put those in the case file, okay? Document it. Document your, your contentions. Uh, document your position, right? 17 and 31, fantastic articles, man. They'll, they'll devastate management in discipline and contract cases, all right? All right, next episode, I gotta, um, I'll try to do one next Sunday. I'll try to squeeze one in there about the meeting, okay, for you new stewards. I've had a request to do an opting, an opting episode. I promise you, I'll do that after the meeting. I said I was going to go in the joint statement. I'm going to do a, an opting one uh, for the gentleman who requested. I do one on opting. I'm sorry it's taken so long. I, you got 14 days. Probably 21 days have passed. Hopefully it wasn't urgent. But uh, I need to get this 16 out of the way. But. I appreciate you reaching out and, and asking me, and I appreciate you listening. But opting, I'm going to do a meeting on the next one, and then the next one is going to be opting for this gentleman that reached out to me. I'm going to do that for you, and then I'll get into the joint statement, okay? Uh, hope these two have helped you. They're very powerful. Hope I've explained it well to you. Uh, 
I do. Uh, very powerful 17 and 31, man. The, the two most powerful discipline killers in the contract are 17 and 31, those two articles. Uh, get those down, Pat. Get your arguments down, Pat. Have a good template on that, okay? And help your advocate out. He's. I'm telling you, when an advocate gets to 1731, man, they are skipping around the house, son, singing praises. It's going to be a fun day in arbitration with a 1731 violation, okay? Hey, y'all have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate that. Y'all take care of yourselves. And until the next episode, bye-bye.